This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Payer Issues Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Stacey Meyer, Vice President of Payer Relations and Value-Based Strategies at Athletical Physical Therapy based in Chicago. Stacey, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thanks. It's great to be here. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in healthcare and just really a lot of change. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure, I'd be happy to. I'm actually clinically trained as a chiropractor. I practiced for about seven years and, and ran two separate clinics, um, had some life changes that happened and then transitioned into the payer space and spent about 10 years at one of the leading payers, um, leading payer relations and contracting. And then in my time there actually transitioned into value-based programs, leading accountable care operations and population health management programs and launched some national population health management programs in the government space for that payer. And I transitioned to a smaller um, Medicare Advantage payer in the St. Louis market for a few years. I wanted to deepen my, my knowledge of Medicare Advantage. And then I was recruited to come to Athletica to really help lead their transition from fee-for-service into value-based care around musculoskeletal management programs. And it's been really exciting because, especially with our recent growth, growth, Athletico is really on track to be one of the leaders or largest single brand provider of outpatient PT and OT therapy. So we're we're very excited. Well, that's fantastic to hear, and just you know, so interesting to see that growth and development. Now, given that space that you're in, what are some of the top issues you're spending most of your time on right now? Yeah, there's really two key areas of focus that we're, we're looking at currently and that I spend most of my time on. And one of those is a PT-first, PT-early approach and really educating both the consumer, the payers, and the providers on how beneficial that can be, as well as really helping to manage musculoskeletal expense. It's one of the largest growing categories of expense for a lot of payers and employers. And so when we think about what that can look like, um, PT first, PT early is really trying to help patients understand that they have, in many cases in most states, direct access to therapy services. They don't always have to have a prescription from a physician. And the benefit to that is being able to get to a therapist for an evaluation early on, as soon as they have any pain or discomfort, and it really helps. Um, There's a lot of industry data out there that demonstrates taking this approach, patients can start to feel better faster, get back to their life, and especially avoid more costly services that happen sometimes with musculoskeletal conditions such as MRIs or surgeries, specialist visits, injections. And so we really are focused on helping to educate the consumers, helping to understand, helping even physicians understand how that can help their patients, how the therapist can be part of the care team, because we know right now in the current environment, physicians are spread very thin. You know, um, clinicians are, are spread thin to manage all their patients. When you think about a specialist, um, like an orthopedist, sometimes they're scheduled weeks and months in advance. So helping them to understand that a patient can get into therapy, it's the right kind of service at the right time that can help them feel better faster. It can also help them avoid more expensive resources down the road. And then when you 
put that all together from a payer and employer's perspective, it really helps them to also better manage costs and, and healthcare resources and be a good steward of, of those healthcare dollars. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, you know, and it's really so helpful. And, I, you know, if you could just talk a little bit more about how you're communicating that to patients, I think that is one area where a lot of organizations are really trying to focus and double down on and to just to understand, you know, how do you uh, communicate those expectations um, to patients so that they really are understanding that and feel like their experience overall is great, despite the fact that they do have to pay a bill or, or you know, that they are um, trying to figure out how to, you know, feel better in a different way than maybe they had anticipated going into their healthcare journey? Yeah, no, that's a, a great question. And I think one of the, you know, some of the important things, and as we know, over the last couple of years, we've all gotten very comfortable and familiar with telehealth options. And as we, as we partner with, you know, payers and employers, helping them to understand that, you know, patients have that power even if they can't get in for a clinic visit, being able to promote that resource so that they can get, you know, at least a therapy assessment and get some guidance on how to start um, helping manage their condition and get better and then hopefully getting them into a clinic. And, and we, we're using a lot of different resources, um, whether it's, you know, outreaching by working with their payer, helping them to understand, again, helping educate their physicians so that they can educate their patients. Uh, it's much like we would think about, you know, educating patients on not going to the emergency room if you have a sinus infection and you can't get into your primary care, go to urgent care. And there's a lot of focus, you know, even in partnering with physicians to educate and, and really also incentivizing. We have some, some programs that we've been working on that are very exciting around value-based that really helped to incentivize the patient trying to remove financial barriers so that they will get care early in their in their condition. That makes a lot of sense, you know, and it's really helpful to, to think about. And just on the flip side of that, when you're connecting with payers, have you seen a, kind of an evolution in their willingness to um, think about value-based care and, and contract for physical therapy as a, a great option for their members? Or um, are you still running up against some challenges that you might have, you know, five, 10 years ago? Sure. And th the answer is we're, we're seeing definitely a willingness. I think that the payers, especially when they're looking at categories of expense, musculoskeletal is one of the largest and fastest growing categories of expense, unfortunately. And in this space, there's been a lot of effort um, up until recently just around focusing on bundled care, you know, joint replacements, which we know can be high cost procedures, but we're seeing that um, you know, those have been in place for a while and, and the category of expenses of MSK is still growing. So payers are open to other options. Employers are open to what are the other options. And that's again, where I go back to the focus on education and helping them to solution, which is we need to be not just thinking about saving around the bundle, we need to be thinking about how do we avoid the bundle altogether? How do we avoid that surgery if we can get a patient into these services much earlier? And it makes sense, right? Again, the industry data supports it. And as we have these conversations, 
they're um, completely willing to to adopt and, and work with us in that and again make sure that we're removing barriers to patients to make it easy for them to get in whether it's a telehealth option in conjunction with being able to go into the clinic whether it's you know reducing copays for therapy to make sure they're getting the care they need early on in any kind of injury or discomfort and and really we're finding that they're starting to understand in addition to things they needed to look at around primary care, there's a lot of specialty areas now like therapy that can also really help get to some great patient outcomes at a very reasonable cost. Absolutely. I think that's a great point and good to know. Now, when you look into the future, how are you thinking about investments and growth over the next two years or so? Yes. In that area, and Athletic has been um, in a tremendous uh, trajectory of growth over the last year or so. We've almost doubled in size. We now operate in 25 states. And that, of course, is still um, an important part of what we do. Because again, as we think about partnering with payers, we think about partnering with employers, a lot of the organizations we work with are and have a nationwide presence or they need multi-state you know, availability. So that's hugely important. But in addition to that, we're also thinking about as we build out our value-based models and we want to make sure that we keep the patient experience at the center of that and what's important to the patient to make sure not only they can get access to care, but they keep up and, and maintain and follow through with their care plan and get to, you know, um, feeling as good as they possibly can. We're looking at, at things, of course, around continuing to enhance our telehealth options and how we make that easily available to the consumer, how we make the experience of just being able to schedule an appointment, being able to communicate, you know, online or, you know, have that real-time feedback of what may be happening with the patient, such as, um, remote monitoring when it comes to sending a patient home, helping them, excuse me, to make sure they're being compliant with stretching and exercises. And and that helps us to ensure that a patient will complete care and that they really are hitting the targets and milestones that they need. So looking at all of those things, how can we continue to build our resources to enhance the patient experience And when we think about that, again, from a payer or employer perspective, when they're looking at their therapy providers, who they partner with, being able to package that in a way that makes it very easy for them to administer, you know, how do we plug into the tools and resources that they have so we're readily available to the patient so that they can, again, get that access and have all of those services available to them with um, a really excellent, you know, therapy care team. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it's just really interesting to think about how much transformation is happening in healthcare, especially looking at, you know, making the experience better. I've heard you talk a lot about how you can really reach patients and make it easy for them to access care, make it easy for them to do what they need to do at home um, and really be compliant in their recovery from whatever issues that they're having. So that, that's amazing to hear. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I just wanted to know, what are you most excited about right now? 
Sure. Um, well, you know, in addition to cont continuing to just enhance the relationships that I that I talked about around helping payers and employers, you know, problem solve um, how to they you know implement some kind of excellent musculoskeletal management program and a PT first PT early approach. We've actually been running prior to this year. We've been running some pilots with some different organizations, but early this year probably our most exciting thing is that we launched really as the first of its kind risk-based musculoskeletal management program with the Chicago Public Schools, which is one of the third largest, you know, school systems in the nation and has about, you know, 46,000 members that we help to support. And it's really a great um, population. You think about teachers, coaches, administrators, they're really a great target because they're on the feet all they're on their feet all day, you know, the, the stress of, of those kind of jobs that they work with. But they're also a very highly engaged patient group that's motivated to stay healthy and be active. And so, you know, we're very confident in our work with CPS that we can't you know, this is the first risk-based program and we're confident that we can help them drive low, lower overall cost of care for their patients through early intervention, PT first. And so, you know, that's probably the most exciting thing. We're still in the first year. We don't have a full performance year, but we have some really good leading indicators that um, follow the industry data. We're seeing the, the same types of results about being able to get, you know, patients that are, that are engaged really see total lower costs, lower prescriptions, and are really feeling better faster. And we think about, um, you know, we're, we're also seeing PT patients just engaged, uh, almost 30%, we've seen an increase in the number of patients in their population that are getting into PT early and PT first compared to what they've seen historically. So that's really um, the exciting part. You know, we're, we're looking forward to seeing what our, our final results are and continuing to help grow that program and enhance it in ways that are going to continue to help their population, you know, feel better faster and have a, a better cost of care. That's really amazing to hear. And I know, especially as you mentioned, you know, that uh, Chicago Public Schools is definitely an important institution within the city. Um, and so great to be able to have that program to study and then ideally um, build out the great aspects of it. Stacey, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really great conversation and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. This was great. Thank you so much for having me.